For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That day is upon us. Tomorrow, the 49ers got to get down to 53 men on their roster. One of the worst days in the NFL. Absolutely one of the worst days. But me and Rohan are bringing 53 players to your roster right after this. Welcome back to another episode of Clutch Gene Sports. I'm with my main man, Rohan. How's it going, Rohan? I am good. I'm in my new setup back in college, figuring some things out, but uh, glad to be on. And, you know, it's like you said, it's about to be a rough, rough day for some football players in the NFL tomorrow with Cut Yeah, man. Tomorrow is by far the worst day in the NFL, especially when you have to cut down about, I would say, about a thousand players are getting cut tomorrow. Um, unfortunately, some of them already have already been cut. So put together, everyone, it's about a 1,000 players getting cut, roughly. Um, luckily, 16 players could go back to your practice squad. Um, it's, just, it's just a terrible day, man. Yeah, I mean, I've seen some videos. You know, it's just brutal for the players and things like that. And unfortunately, with our side of the business, We've got to, you know, table that portion of our feelings right now and instead focus it on to who exactly, who do we think makes the 49ers 53-man roster? Because let's let's face it, I mean, this is a top, like a, a team with a ton of top-heavy talent, but also some intriguing questions, both good and bad, at certain depth positions. I mean, we, we talk about a number of them, right, uh, that we've talked about throughout the offseason where the 49ers, it seems like they're a little, you know, not as deep as they were in the past. But then other positions are a lot more deeper. So definitely a lot of questions, you know, that we could ask uh, and that we've got to, you know, come to a conclusion with today. And the best part about it, to be honest, is we get to have an extra roster spot right now. Like, so the thing is, is with the due to Nick Bosa's contract situation, he's likely not going to be on the roster for – 53 man, the fifth, initial 53, technically, um, because they get to put him on the, the not report list, um, unless he signs his contract prior to 1 p.m., which I highly doubt. Um, we have no. an extra roster spot to play around with because technically I'm putting Nick Bosa on the, the reserve list. Yeah, yeah, the reserve did not report to, um, to the team. And that's kind of fun in a way because we have an extra roster spot to play around with. Um, 
So, who makes the team? Who doesn't? Uh, I mean, the biggest question is, 49ers already kind of answered it. Um, how many quarterbacks do they keep? I know a lot of people keep saying Brandon Allen's making the team. I disagree. I really disagree. I think, and I'm going to so go let's start to, there. Let's go with quarterbacks. quarterbacks. Go for it. Straight to the quarterbacks. Um, no messing around. Obviously, Trey, uh, Trey Lance was traded to the Dallas Cowboys um, for a fourth rounder. Um, Brock Purdy is your quarterback one. Um, the future. Brock Purdy is the future of the 49ers. Um, Sam Darnold is your quarterback two. Um, I would never have said that about uh, Sam Darnold um, based on my thoughts of him his first couple of years in the NFL. But Sam Darnold's quarterback too. I don't think Brandon Allen deserves um, a roster spot. And the reason why, Rohan, is one, if the whole reason was to pick up players, uh, uh, a trade Trey Lance to make your roster cheaper at the quarterback position, keeping Brandon Allen does the exact opposite and actually makes your roster a little bit more expensive due to uh, the guarantees from um, Brandon Allen. So I really don't think Brandon Allen makes the roster. Um, and I don't mind if Brandon Allen actually gets claimed off the waivers to another team. The reason is because I'm a firm believer if you get to your quarterback three in any season, you're not winning a Super Bowl at all. Like that's that's how that's my opinion. Um, I really do not believe um, you will win a Super Bowl with your quarterback three, no matter what. Um, so for me, I really don't care if Brandon Allen hits waivers and gets claimed. Um, I think there's a lot of quarterbacks that are being waived at the moment um, that you could potentially try to sign to your practice squad or bring onto your main roster after you do um, roster uh, maneuvering. You know, put people on the IR and stuff, and I do like what Zach says right here. I know Zach says, I would love for the team to pick up Max Duggan to replace Brandon Allen. Well, I probably wouldn't pick up Max Duggan because he's a rookie. Um, If you're going to bring in a third quarterback, it has to be a veteran. And the reason why I say this is because um, you want that third quarterback to be a quarterback that is helping the other two get ready for the game week. Now, what that is is a veteran quarterback, veteran presence who's been in the NFL for quite some time, able to communicate and stuff like that. And no, Zach, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying uh, just because Brock Purdy was our quarterback three last year, I am not saying that. What I'm saying is you can't win a Super Bowl with your quarterback three. Now, since he was our quarterback three last year, I didn't think we were going to win a Super Bowl. And, and that's just the just how I saw it. Like Now, since he's your quarterback one, can you win a Super Bowl with him? Absolutely, you can. Um, so that's just how my thoughts on the quarterback. I want to keep Brandon Allen. Rohan, I'm curious, do you keep Brandon Allen on your roster? So I released my 53-man roster projection oh, you cheated. On, on 49ers web zone. I released it right before, you know, a, a little earlier today. Just thinking exactly what do I think of the 49ers and how this quarterback situation entails. Well, one, Trey Lance is gone. We know that he isn't he isn't here. So one option is automatically out the door. I think the bigger question was going to be if Trey Lance had been on the roster because if that's the case, then you have to you have to find a way to fit three quarterbacks on the team because those are three real solid quarterbacks. Unfortunately, that's not the case, um, and Trey Lance is gone. At this point, you've got to only take two, in my personal opinion. I think that there is the possibility for three, but I think you have to take two. One, 
this team has a lot of depth and a lot of players that you want to keep on this 53-man roster so that you don't lose it. It's not only thinking about this year. It's thinking about the years in the future. And so to me, I think you keep two and have Brandon Allen be your practice squad quarterback. Now, people are saying, I don't know if Brandon Allen makes the practice squad. Personally, I don't think that matters. Why? Because if Brandon Allen doesn't make the practice squad, we are seeing right now a flurry of quarterbacks that are on the market that will be available after cutdown day for teams to sign to their practice squad. Why? Because in general, a majority of the NFL only carries two quarterbacks on their roster. That third quarterback is not a norm. In fact, for the 49ers, it hadn't been a norm until like uh, until we started having the dis- this discussion last year. There's only one other year in the Shanahan era where they carry three, and it wasn't three great quarterbacks either. It was the Mullins, Beathard, and I believe Brian Hoyer, three very average quarterbacks, you know? And so to me, I'm not, not I think, sorry, not uh, not Hoyer, Garoppolo is what I meant, uh, in 2020 when they carried three quarterbacks. So I'm not looking to try and carry Brandon Allen. A benefit of trading Trey Lance was that you could then have a third quarterback, like that third quarterback spot be on the practice squad and you have some Mm -hmm. availability on your roster itself. I think that that's truly important. And the 49ers to maintain roster flexibility and get as many guys as they need on the the squad, not only on the squad itself, but also to move to IR. If you want Brandon Allen afterwards, maybe. But the initial 53, I don't think there's a reason for you to have him on the roster despite him potentially being claimed or him moving on elsewhere and getting it. Uh, somewhere else if he doesn't make it yeah and, and i know people are gonna throw names out there i know uh kevin's already in the mentions uh saying he would take uh will greer i wouldn't i mean i i if i'm gonna go quarterback like i said i want a veteran quarterback someone like colt mccoy um but if i am gonna go um someone who is young and has upside i'm going for a guy like and I'm not just going to go for a guy like this because he has my last name, but like someone, Adrian Martinez, has the rushing upside, like something that he provides to the team where he's on your practice squad. So when you do have to play teams with the mobile quarterback, he could give you those kind of looks. Um, now, obviously, I wouldn't sign uh, Adrian uh, Martinez either. Um, it's just kind of like, kind of, no, I'm going more upside, like technically, like I'm not really looking at any quarterback. PJ Walker is a guy I would look at. I'm definitely would look at PJ Walker over, uh, yes, yeah, Zach, absolutely biased because of my last name. And I said that from the get beginning. I'm going to throw this guy out there because of my last name. Um, but, but real I'm, quick, I mean, you talk about these veterans, right? And I mean, if you look at the veterans on the market, number one, Colt McCoy just got Colt released. McCoy. There's one. But you, you're, you're even thinking about guys like Joe Flacco, Nick Foles. The number one veteran in the world that has made his career as a backup, Chase Daniel. He's 36 years old, but he's still available. I mean, Brandon Allen is still there. If you want other guys, I mean, you know, there are some intriguing names. Trace McSorley has been through the league a couple of times. He's gotten some visits somewhere uh, here and there. Chris Treveller just had a fairly solid preseason. He got cut. Jake Luton's had a career with the, you know, he was a former sixth-round pick with the, uh, what do you call it, with the Jacksonville Jaguars. You've got quarterbacks available that are not great not not anything special by any means but practice squad level guys that you can that you can have at a very similar avenue to brandon allen to where you don't have to spend that extra spot there's no there's really no reason to even if you believe allen's going to get claimed or not claimed but signed somewhere else on a 53 if he doesn't make it in san francisco 
I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a name out there, and I want you to give me your opinion if you would sign him, if you would keep him, if you would bring him to your practice squad, or potentially as your QB three. Um, okay. It's gonna be a name that some in the in the chat right away. I'm like, absolutely God no. Why would you say that? But Carson Wentz, would you bring him to your practice squad or sign him to your fifty three? No. You wouldn't not even to your practice squad. Oh, practice squad, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Practice squad, yes. But um, I don't know if his mentality is right. He's said it on a couple of occasions where he's truly looking for a starting spot. I know but he actually came out the that. other day. He softened he actually... his stance on that. But like, truly, genuinely, internally, do you trust his motives? That's something that you have to evaluate when getting in a meeting with him. But on the practice squad, yes, I would. I don't think there's yeah. any quarterback right now that I would take as my QB, like that I would roster as a QB three. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, I don't know if I would bring. Um, a quick question to the chat: is, is my audio good for everyone? Can you? Is it good? Is it low? Um, let me yeah, know. Yeah, I can I'm, hear you. I've been playing with my mic a little bit. I'm trying to get a new mic soon, but um, I feel like Carson Wentz is is a guy that you could like. I don't know, like if he's willing to come to the practice squad. I would be intrigued. Like, hey, you know what? Let's let's bring him to the practice squad. Um, but at, at the end of the day, player has to be willing to come to a practice squad, and I doubt he would want to. Um, but like like you said, you throw out some good names. Joe Flacco as a QB three would be a, a phenomenal. Um, I really don't think Kyle has, is in the mindset of going three quarterbacks on the roster. But running backs, it's pretty straightforward. I feel like the running backs is the easiest position room. Um, to look at and be like, all right, all those guys are making the roster. Like, you know who's making the roster. Christian McCaffrey, Mitchell, Ty Davis-Price, uh, Jordan Mason, and uh, Kyle Juszczyk. I keep Kyle Juszczyk in the running back room because technically a fullback is a, is a uh, dinosaur of a position. So I, I keep it in, in, the, in the running back room. Um, now, I'm very interested because I hope the 49ers could keep Jack Coletto on the practice squad. Uh, hopefully he could come back to the practice squad. Because I do believe this is Kyle Juszczyk's last year. Now, when you look at his numbers in terms of cap numbers, his cap hit goes up to seven million next year, and with a post um, June first um, cut or trade, it drops to his uh, cap number would be a one point three million, and you save about five million on his contract. And I think that's something the 49ers are going to really have to think about coming in the future. I know we're thinking, I'm talking. Um, next off season, but you really have to start thinking about it now. So you have to start uh, construction constructing your practice squad and your roster accordingly. So um, I think Jack Coletto is definitely a guy who you could potentially stash on your practice squad for that. Um, I do have Ty Davis Price ahead of Jordan Mason on, on the depth chart. At least that's how I have it um, due to the fumble issues and stuff like that. And I think Kyle um, is very big on fumbling the ball. So. Kind of the one that that I have um, in that order: CMC, Mitchell, TDP, Mason, and Juice. Yeah, and, and I think like I won't get too much into who I believe the order is because I think that all four of the guys see the field. I think that you know when you look in the past and you see some of the guys being inactive. I don't know if the 49ers are going to go with one of these running backs as an inactive uh, this year. If so, I think that that's truly a waste of your talent and that you should have traded one of these options. I think all four of these guys should be active on game day, given that they are legitimate options at uh, at running back that the 49ers could utilize. And I think they could honestly tap into this talent, you know, go go a little more into uh, into the into their running back, you know, pool and 
go go ahead and split up the carries a little bit even out Christian McCaffrey's load at least early in the season get the get some action out of some of these other guys and then utilize McCaffrey in the passing game more often where he's really uh the where that's really his strength especially in this 49er scheme so that's something that I would look forward to Kyle Juszczyk though this is something that I've been alluding to for a minute now in terms of when you're projecting not only for 2023 but 24 and 25 you want to see who are the core players that the 49ers might have to let go of Kyle Juszczyk is certainly one of them. I think he's as he's he he definitely will not be on this 49ers team on his current contract next year. It's going to be some form of a restructure or a rework contract if he remains. If not, he's got to get cut or traded. There's not a chance the 49ers are going to pay 7.8 million or whatever it is for the next two years when they can save some of that money. Juszczyk's cap it this year is 6.1 million, um, and I think that right now Juszczyk at least you know he. Uh, what do you call it? Use check right now. His cap hit 8.1 million, but at the moment that, uh, or sorry, 6.1 million, but at the moment, you know, he can't really be cut. If you look at the guaranteed money, he's guaranteed a good amount of money this year. And so that's kind of where I'm seeing it. But next year you open the uh, avenue, bring Willis, Jack Coletta, one of the guys that, you know, has shown some entry, get him a year of development, be it on the, the 53 of the practice squad, and then have them be the guy next year. But running backs wise, pretty straightforward. And I honestly wouldn't even think about um, Braden Willis because I think Braden Willis is actually a really good tight end. I think that's kind of pigeonholing a player to a certain position where realistically um, kind of takes away who he is uh, because not often do the fullbacks get targeted in this offense. They're the fifth option, sixth option at times. So realistically, I would never um, put Braden Willis at the fullback position permanently because – I get he's a, a good blocker. He's athletic enough to do it. Um, but I, I really like Willis as a tight end. Um, so for me, I wouldn't do that. Now I get it if he has to fill in um, during the season if uh, Kyle Yushik gets injured. For, um, so for like a game or two, um, I, I can see that. But for me, I'm not really looking at um, Willis as a lock to be a fullback in the future. But I really like Jack Coletto because he's kind of like a Swiss Army knife. He can play fullback. He's played linebacker. He's played quarterback. He's played special teams. Like at Oregon State, it was funny because obviously I was credentialed at Stanford. And uh, during the Oregon State game, we had our thing. And for Jack Coletto, his position was like heck along. And I was like, wait, what? And I was like, oh, this dude plays everywhere. And so it was pretty cool to see. Um, so that was, that was pretty cool. Um, now, do you want to go receivers first, O-line, or tight end? Let's go receivers. Let's start positive because receiver, in my opinion, is one of the more deeper rooms for the 49ers this year. Let's start a little positive. Receivers, I'll go first. I have six, um, and my six has been pretty clear throughout the majority of training camp of the preseason, um, but the reasoning behind it has differed. So my six are Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, Jawan Jennings, Ray Ray McLeod, Danny Gray, and Ronnie Bell. However, the reasoning, the, what I mean with the reasoning and why it's changed is, so for me, I'm thinking right now, the 49ers, Ray Ray McLeod, Danny Gray. You don't know necessarily the severity of their injuries. So if you could either do one of two things, you could put them on the, you can put them on the 53 and then put them on IR, give Chris Conley and Willie Sneed the, the, the roster spots or give one or the other the roster spots for the first few weeks and then have those guys play for the first four weeks. Or you could keep, depending on the severity of the injuries, 
keep him on the 53. And then another option is instead just to have both of those guys sign the practice squad and call him up for the first two weeks until McLeod or Gray is ready for where you can put him back in action. See, I, I 100% agree with you on the receiver room. Like the receiver room, I feel like it, um, Ronnie Bell made it easy. Like it was easy for, for me to, to put together the receiver room. And I actually did this, my little quick roster, like three minutes before we went live. Like I, did, I was like, I'm not going to do it until we're live. But then I was like, that's going to be way too hard to be able to put a roster together live. Um, so I do have Debo, IU, Jennings, Ray Ray, Bell, and Danny Gray. Uh, now, I feel like there's an argument for Chris Connolly. I really do feel like the argument is there to trade Danny Gray and bring Chris Connolly um, on the roster to be active. Um, and the reason is, is now, I think Danny Gray has done a phenomenal job on developing his route tree. I'm utilizing his speed to step on uh, def- uh, defenders' toes, um, actually sinking his hip when he break- comes out of breaks, not rounding him. So I feel like Danny Gray has made such a, such a stride um, over the last year. But if I'm keeping it 100, I really don't think Danny Gray fits the Brock Purdy kind of offense. And the reason is, is because Danny Gray's deep speed isn't going to be as, as – if I'm a DB, a safety, I'm going to let Danny Gray get, get behind me. Because I really don't think as a DB, and this is me more so thinking as a defense, I'm not going to – I'm going to force Brock Purdy to hit that ball before I start Odin. He could, I, I, let me actually take away Danny Gray. So that's why I think Danny Gray is actually expendable. I think you could actually trade Danny Gray. And if you could get a fifth rounder for him, I say I think you do it. Um, that speed is something that teams will trade for. And at the end of the day, now I really like Danny Gray. Um, I think he would be great for the Brock Purdy offense if Kyle feels confident enough to put the ball in his hands like he does with um, Ronnie Bell. But I think Ronnie Bell, the reason why you could do that with Ronnie Bell in the quick game is because Ronnie Bell has a physic- physical uh, approach to the game. Um, he doesn't shy away from contact, and I feel like Danny Gray is a little bit opposite. He's more of, of, of a finesse player. So when I'm looking at it, I think Danny Gray is actually expendable. You could keep a guy like um, Chris Conley, Willie Sneed, and I think Chris Conley would win that. Uh, matchup, I would keep Chris Conley over anyone else on the roster. Um, guys that I want to make the practice squad, um, I really like Isaiah Winstead's um, approach. I think he could potentially be a guy that uh, could replace um, someone like D- Jawan Jennings, the big body, um, add some some muscle to him. Um, but I really hope the Niners could keep Tay Martin on the ro- on the roster somehow, whether it's practice squad or something. Um, when you do the IR moves and stuff like that. Uh, so I, I'm willing to see what Kyle Shanahan does at the receiver room. I think that one's a pretty lock. Uh, let's go to tight ends because I think tight ends is an interesting one. And I think the hardest room at the Before end we the do, line. I do want to share one thing because I do think, I mean, we were bound to have one disagreement. I don't think Danny Gray gets traded. Or I don't no, think, I don't he, think he did. I don't think he does, I don't think but he, I think it's possible. I don't think he should. And – I like your comment because I saw this earlier from one of our guys in the chat, my guy Kevin, um, and he he said about how, you know, in a way it wasn't a great draft pick because 
it was tailored for Trey Lance. Brock Purdy is the quarterback, and that deep speed is um, obviously not going to be realized to its fullest potential without a quarterback who can air it out and hit him in stride. Now, I agree with that sentiment. I don't think that the deep ball is going to be as featured with Brock Purdy, at least to Danny Gray's benefit. And we saw that in camp. We saw some of the balls get underthrown and Gray have to wait for him to make the catch. But to me, I do think that Gray has evolved as a receiver to where you can utilize and implement his talents in different ways to still tailor to Brock Purdy's strengths. I think that you can implement him in the short and intermediate portion of the game because I do think his route running has advanced. But I also think this furthers my point of he might need an extra year of refining on the 53-man roster, and which is why I initially this offseason had predicted him to be more of a 2025 asset than a 2024 asset. And the 49ers can afford that because you have Jawan Jennings, and then once he comes back, Ray Ray McLeod, who are there as suitable depth pieces for the 49ers at that slot position or really at receiver in mm -hmm. general to where they can afford to allow Gray to continue his development and then tailor his talents to, uh, to, to, to help out Brock Purdy as a receiver in the short and intermediate area. And the true thing is, you know, the way to do it, it's getting him on these crossers because in reality, he runs these crossers a lot faster than Jawan Jennings. And so you're going to be able to get the timing on better and you're going to allow for a bigger window to throw to. Whereas last year when some of these deep crossers or even intermediate crossers were occurring, it's such a quick window for Purdy to have to throw to because Jennings is a little slower to get to the spot. And so that's kind of something that I'm thinking about. I did want to say that there before we move on. No, no, no. I agree with you. I don't think he gets traded, but I think it's possible. I think it's possible. To I do understand, though. Yeah. His skill set is a little limited now yeah. compared to what you expected of him when you drafted him. But I think the way Kyle should use him is like uh, 49ers throwback. Um, or no, actually, like Zach Greer says in, in the chat, um, I think you got to use him like Ray Ray McLeod. Um, a lot of crossing routes, a lot of crossing routes. Um, that should be his bread and butter. Um, you put him on crossing routes and, and man to man, he's going to win that matchup. Seven out of ten times, um, just with pure speed, not necessarily his route running, just pure speed. Um, so I think that that does benefit Brock Purdy because Brock Purdy is a really good, accurate thrower on a lot of those crossing routes, especially when it's um, when Kyle schemes it open. So, end of the day, that speed is something you don't want to get rid of. Um, before we get over to the tight ends, uh, make sure you guys hit that like button. Make sure you guys subscribe to both channels. Um, if you're on Rohan's personal channel, come over to Clutch Gene Sports. Hit that subscribe button, and if you're on Clutch Gene. Go to Rohan's personal channel and hit that subscribe button. Tight ends. The interesting one is is Cameron Laudu. Um, I think he he makes the roster. Um, and I'm going to go straight to him because I believe, um, obviously everyone knows George Kittle's a lot to make the roster. But when you take a look at Cameron Latu, had a terrible camp. Um, there's no other way to put it. He had a very bad camp. Um, probably one of the, it's arguably one of the worst um, camps from a rookie and a player in general on the 49ers roster. Um, now, he had a good bounce back um, the last couple of weeks. Um, however, he has a meniscus injury. Now, this is where things get interesting. Do the 49ers feel, or at least Kyle Shanahan, does he feel it is better to redshirt Cameron Latu and allow him to fully heal from this meniscus injury or, which you place him on the IR immediately end of season, or does he feel Cameron Latu could be a contributor? For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, 
There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply to the 49ers roster this year. And the way it looked in training camp, I don't think you could rely on Cameron Watt to. I really don't. Because mid-year, you're going to end up having to place him on the IR if you feel like he's not a, a contributor to your roster. So I think you, you could do two things. You make the decision now and you place him on the IR. Or you, you rise it out. You put him on the IR right after the 53. If I'm Kyle, what I personally do and the reason why I do this is because I think you could get Ross Dwelly back on the roster if you really want. I actually keep Cameron Watu on my initial 53-man roster. I then keep Braden Willis on my initial 53-man roster. So the top three tight ends I have that are guaranteed to make the roster for me at least, Kittle, Watu, and Willis. My fourth one, it's a toss-up. Um, I don't think Ross Dwelly makes the roster. He's one of those bubble guys. Now, you are going to eat around, I believe, it's 700000 in cap. Um, but that's usually nothing um, in terms of uh, roster building. But I really felt like Fumagalli had a really good camp, a really good preseason. Um, he's a good run blocker. He provides more in the pass game than Warner. And he's a better blocker than um, uh, Dwelly. So what I would do is I keep Fumagalli um, as my fourth tight end. Um, and that's me, I, I on my paper, I do have Warner or Fumagalli, and that's me making the final decision right now. Now, I'm, that's me, what I would do, but I think Kyle probably ends up keeping Charlie Warner on the roster uh, just because they've, they've invested cap, draft capital in him um, a couple of years ago. And it's just one of those ones where roster politics comes into play. Um, I wish Kyle does... I wish Kyle, um, if I'm Kyle, I stash uh, Latu on the IR now, end his season, um, allow him to develop. Don't make him feel like he has to rush back from that injury. Um, it allows him to properly recover. Um, but I'm curious on how you would approach Cameron Latu and Braden Willis. So I have two different thoughts, similar to you. I have my personal opinion of what the 49ers should do, and I have my prediction of what the 49ers should do. My personal opinion, Cameron Latu is not going to help you in 2022. I mean, sorry, 23. There's, I don't think he'll help mm -hmm. you. This was one of the worst rookie camps we've heard about in a while. This, this was, this was ugly. I mean, Zach says it here. Matt Mayoko considered it as one of the worst rookie camps too. This was pretty ugly, and I mean, if you feel bad for the kid because he he was improperly drafted high by the 49ers when most pundits had him, you know, lower in the rankings. And personally, when we both, because me and Marco were streaming during the draft, we personally thought that Braden Willis was the better pick compared to Cameron Latu. I thought he was a better player or better, sorry, better prospect coming out of college. And I mean, so far through camp, that has showcased itself. 
Now, Willis, to me, makes the roster. But as for what I would do, Cameron Latu, I'm easily stashing him on IR right now. It's a meniscus. You don't want one of those nagging injuries throughout the season. And also, I don't think that you can trust Cameron Latu to come off the bench without having played in maybe eight, ten weeks and come in and you know impact your season. I think that you're going to trust other players because what truly at the moment do you trust from Cameron Latu? Clearly don't trust him as a patch catcher. Do you trust him enough as a blocker over a guy like Charlie Warner? Personally, no, I don't. So I'm not going to play him over Charlie Warner. And I think that a veteran like Troy Fumagalli has a bigger impact than Cameron Latu. If I were Kyle, before that 1 p.m. deadline tomorrow, I'm putting Cameron Latu on the uh, on the, on the the season-ending IR list. He gets his money still. You still keep him as a roster candidate for 2020, uh, 2024. And you allow him to fully recover and be at the facility, do all that kind of stuff. You allow him to fully recover, mm-hmm. uh, you know, take part in practice when he needs to or take part in all the uh, all, all the different things that he can. And then you reset him for 2024, get his mind right. And that's what I do. Now, what do I think the 49ers do? I think they carry four tight ends on the initial 53-man roster, Latu being one of them. I think Latu and Willis are locks alongside George Kittle, leaving a battle between Warner, Fumigali, and Rostwelli. Like I'm you, guessing, I if I had a guess, I haven't I – haven't, don't know your 53 man, but you're going Warner because you want someone that could block. That's my guess. Easily. Uh, that's my guy. And I mean, I, I, it's not easily in terms of the decision, but that's the personal preference. The reason mm-hmm. being, I think that Kyle's number two tight end starting day one has to be a guy that can block. I think he needs someone to trust, at least needs a trustworthy option in that case. And I think Warner right now is the is the clearest option to that path. I've seen a couple of, I mean, I saw a couple of flashes from him in the blocking era, uh, you know, during training camp as well. He has that blocking capability, and that's what Kyle Shanahan wants. He's not going to help you one sliver in the passing game. And that's where, you know, the potential of Braden Willis is exciting, right? That's where it is exciting to where he can eventually become that tight end number two. But at the moment, I'm going Charlie Warner. However, once Latu, in my prediction, not my personal preference, once Latu makes the 53, put him on IR, and you bring Troy Fumagalli back after waivers, he's your fourth tight end for the year. So the reason why I think Fumagalli makes the roster over um, Charlie Warner, shout out to, uh, I, I, I see you, Sin, uh, Sin, I see you, Francisco, uh, shout out to you guys for for uh, tuning in. Um, but the reason why I think Fumagalli makes the roster, is I remember last year, he was, there was a few times he was the practice squad player of the week. Um, usually Kyle and John Lynch, they like to use their practice squad as a developmental um, opportunity for players. Now, I get Fumagalli is like 28, 29. He's a veteran. Uh, he's been around the NFL for quite some time. Um, but he kind of reminds me of um, last year, the tight end that we had who ended up missing the block. Um, what's his name? Um, why can I not think You're of You're talking about uh, Tyler Croft? Yes. He reminds me of Tyler Croft in a way in the sense of he's capable of blocking He's, he has put up good enough film as a receiver. Now, I don't think he's Tyler Croft in terms of blocking. Um, I think he's better than Tyler Croft. So if you're like, oh, my God, Marco, why the hell would you keep someone like Tyler Croft on this roster? You're going to get Brock pretty hurt. Well, um, I think he's, it's a better opportunity um, than um, Tyler Croft. Also, Tyler Croft didn't get Brock pretty hurt. Let's be real. Kyle Shanahan did. Like, the the... And if you, you don't believe me, go watch um, J.T. O'Sullivan. He's even even uh, during the Brock Purdy breakdown for the preseason. The seven the seven step drops from the from the under center are stupid. 
you're allowing the, the edge to take a wide, wide, now wide. That's the one gripe. Yeah, the one gripe with the Shanahan playbook that I have. I hate seven-step drops with the offensive lines the 49ers have put up. I, I don't like them at all. Like, there's no reason for them. The five-step drop, like, the five-step drop, really, I know you want the play to develop. You can do the same with the five-step drop, and it allows your quarterbacks at least to react a little quicker when they see the pass rush without, rather than, you know, going through the drop. By that time, the quarterback's there, your reaction time's slower, and, the you know, the play is busted anyway. Might as well give your chance, the quarterback a chance to react beforehand with the five-step drop. I feel like it was, and I should, I should clarify, I feel like it was a little bit of both Kyle and Purdy. I felt like Purdy could have stepped up. Kyle could have called a better play. Um, but it is what it is. Don't 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 kill me for that. Um, O-line, I think this is a very, very interesting spot because a couple of guys made a strong case to make the roster. And I'm very curious to see who you have making the, the roster on the offensive line. So I went first, I believe, for wide receivers. If you want, you can go ahead, or I can go first again. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll go O line. So go I'm stuck. It. I'm stuck on, on the O line. So Eno Manning, a strong case to make the roster. Bubble guy, uh, one of those guys who he put up enough to make the 49ers roster. However, I don't think Kyle Shanahan does it. Reason is, is I can see Kyle absolutely going veteran over a young rookie. For some reason, I don't know why, Kyle's going to keep the veterans. Now, I think for sure it's a lock. Trent, Banks, Brendel, Burford, McKivitz. I think Jalen Moore is a lock. Um, what he did last week in the preseason game, I feel like Chris Forrester said he wanted to see more from Jalen Moore. And I thought Jalen Moore actually played a really good game at left tackle. Um, I then have Feliciano as a lock. He's a guy who can play center. He's pretty much your backup center and a backup guard. Um, now, at the position of swing tackles two, I guess. I don't know how I would put it. For some reason, something tells me that Kyle Shanahan's going to keep Matt Pryor. I bro. hate the decision. Bro. I hate the decision, but I really believe Matt Pryor is making this roster. And the reason why I think that, Rohan, is why would you have Matt Pryor taking a lot of reps in the preseason with the uh, twos over guys like Il Manning? Unless you're trying to, I, I get it if you're trying to stash someone on the practice squad, but if you're trying to keep your quarterback too healthy, I mean, to me, I don't like the decision to keep Matt Pryor on the roster at all, but I feel like he's going to keep Matt Pryor. I also feel like Nick Zakel made the roster. Not with his play, but again, when they feel like they could develop someone into something. For example, I didn't think Jalen Moore should have made the roster last year. He made the roster because it's someone they're developing. They have a vision for him. I think Nick Zakel also is in that boat where they have a vision for him. They don't want him to get to the um, open uh, waivers. I feel like a team would claim him because guards and offensive line play is very terrible across the NFL. So I feel like those are the guys that end up making the roster. I feel like Kyle goes with a little bit more veteran presence in the room over the younger guys, which I would go younger. Um, now, I don't. I wouldn't keep Manning um, on the roster. I don't think what I saw from him was good. Um, don't get me wrong. It was very technique was beautiful to see. But at the end of the day, he was going up against players that aren't making rosters too. So 
I, I did see one with Frank Clark. That was nice. But I think Manning is a guy that teams will pass on, and you can bring him back to your practice squad. Um, I could see someone claiming him. I could be totally wrong, and the Niners keep him on the roster. But I feel like when you're a 6'2 tackle, you got 30 inch, uh, 32 inch arms length, you're kind of a, in the sense of what they would call an edge rusher, a tweener. You're a smaller tackle. I don't see it. I think he's better suited at guard. I think you could get more from him at guard or center. Um, really good player. Put on phenomenal tape. I just want to keep him on the roster. But that's me. Now, I've got a very unique way in where I'm thinking about the offensive line, and we're probably going to have a good discrepancy here. If I'm being honest, again, personal before my prediction, I would only keep seven players on this team. I don't think that there are eight, nine. I would agree. I, I agree with you, actually. And I'll let you finish, I, I but I'll, 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 I'll agree with you, though, on that one. There are really only six good players on this team, and you need a swing tackle. So there are seven players that I believe the 49ers should keep on the offensive line. I don't think that this is a team talented enough at this position for eight nor nine. Now, I know, Marco, I think you had nine. Is that what you uh, said? Um, I have nine, but realistically, I'm not keeping Matt Pryor. I, I think the Niners right. do keep nine. But if I'm putting together my 53-man, I'm not keeping Matt Pryor. And if I'm keeping more Feliciano and Zakel. Um, the reason is you got to have a backup uh, center, a backup guard. So I think those two make the roster, and I wouldn't keep Matt Pryor. But something tells me that Kyle keeps him. I don't know what it is, dude, but Kyle's going to end up keeping the guy, and people are going to be pissed about it. And I'm going to just sit back and like, I, I, I get why Kyle did it. He wanted a veteran at right, uh, right tackle. And actually, the reason why is Matt Pryor's tape actually wasn't bad in the preseason. Like, surprisingly, it actually wasn't that bad. So I better than training Kyle. camp, better than training camp. Absolutely. So I can see Kyle keeping them for some reason, but go ahead and uh, on your line. My bad. Yeah. But talking about the O line, like I said, I personally believe there's only seven really guys that the 49ers should keep. Now we know that's not going to be the case. You can't keep seven offensive linemen just strictly due to injuries and depth at the position that is scarce over the NFL. However, I'll start with the tackles. The 49ers don't believe their tackles are talented. And they also don't believe that they're capable of being swing tackles. Evidence. One, the 49ers did not try out Matt Pryor at left tackle throughout the offseason. That was mm -hmm. something Chris Forster said they wanted to do. They purely don't believe he's talented enough to play at left tackle as a swing left tackle. They wanted to keep him on the right side. He's more comfortable on the right side. What does that mean? As a result, Jalen Moore only played on the left side. That is inefficient for the 49ers and their use of resources. Why? Because now you're going to have to devote two roster spots instead of one that they've done in the past yep. to the swing tackle position. And this goes back to my overarching point throughout the entire offseason where this is my biggest gripe with the 49ers this offseason. Not quarterback, not anything like that. When people ask me what is my main concern with the 49ers, it's swing tackle. And why? Because back in March or even during yes. the draft, you had so many opportunities to go out and get a good right tackle, good swing tackle that is, to with 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 a valuable like with a cheap amount of resources hell you could have done it three weeks ago george fant a guy who played in the new york jet system a guy who was you know that's the lafleur offense the uh the matt or sorry mike lafleur offense was just which is a shanahan disciple it's the same offense and that's a guy who has played at left and right due to makai becton's injuries he signed for three million dollars with your other disciple in houston 
$3 million is something the 49ers could have easily carved out for a guy like George Fant. But even before that, you could have gone out and gotten so many different players in free agency. This is not a position that is, this is not a position where you can really just, you know, pick and choose. It's a very scarce position. Instead, the 49ers spent $1 million, went out and got Matt Pryor, who had really poor film with the Indianapolis Colts last year, which is why he's not a starter anymore. And then you also didn't go in the draft when you had so many mid-round picks and select any offensive lineman. It's really, this is the biggest issue that they've had this entire offseason. And once one of those offensive tackles goes down, we're going to have a huge issue because the 49ers don't have a capable offensive lineman at tackle, either left or right, compared to what they've had in the previous seasons. Because now that swing tackle that you had the last two years, that's your starter. That's a starting player right now. So that's the issue. And this is this is why the 49ers right now are facing concerns at offensive linemen. Now let's go back because I said it's inefficient to have two guys for your swing tackle role when it's considered a swing tackle role. You're supposed to swing from the left. I just hit my mic down, but swing from the left. That's how Matt right. Rohan is right now. He's over there smacking things. I'm just, I'm just down. saying it. I'm just saying it how I call it. I mean, that's the way the 49ers, you know, that's the issue with the way that they've gone so far. But, you know, you don't have a swing tackle. And so to me personally, I don't think this group is talented at all. I don't. I, I, I don't. And so when you look at the backups, Feliciano's a lock because you paid him I said that I got million cooked. dollars. I said that I got cooked on, on the timeline. So I hope people come after you on the timeline because I said come the line. I said I said on the timeline that the 49ers O line isn't as good as people think and it said it in, in, in Twitter spaces and people got so offended. So I hope people come after Uh oh. There you go. My mic turned on, but I hope people come after you because you're the nice guy. You're the one who doesn't normally uh, give the emotions and give those kind of honest, like the the true, like I gotta call it always. It. But they're gonna come for you. I'm just letting you know, and I'm come here to back me. you up. That's fine. But I like this comment because it's funny. I've written three final uh, 53 man projections this off season before training camp, uh, during training camp, and then uh, at, like right right today. What does the offensive line portion start with every single one? This is easily the weakest group in terms of depth for the 49ers on their roster. And so let's go back to my projection. I have the five starters, John Feliciano, and then Jalen Moore, because you need at least one swing tackle. And then at that point, I'm not going with the, the, the way the roster is. Personally, I'm going with the most talented player after that because of how weak this group is. And that's why Il Manning makes my pick. Il Manning, a guy who I don't know if he'll clear waivers because he's put on good tape. And I think a team that is, you know, a team with not a strong offensive lineman would prefer to take a flyer on him rather than a veteran, maybe like a Philadelphia Eagles, a team that can develop well offensive linemen. Actually, wise. I don't and think so, Philadelphia Eagles would take him at all. Like Interesting. Because the okay. reason is, is if you look at the Eagles roster, he would probably be like their practice squad guy because like their, their O-line is legit. Yeah, like, oh, I understand. I understand what you mean in terms of depth. But I think another team could look to take him. But I have Il Manning as my eighth. Personally, also, the reason that I'm going this route is because I don't think the 49ers are done at offensive line. I think they're going to go out and trade or sign for a swing tackle. That's going to be their true swing tackle this offseason because I don't think they're impressed with Jalen Moore. I don't think they're impressed with Matt Pryor. So that's who I believe is going to be their true swing tackle. And once that happens, I'm going to go back to March, prove my pull my receipts, and show how they screwed up the, the swing tackle position because you realized you screwed it up now six months later when you don't have options so that's too bad but i have eight, but, i have eight compared to your nine and well i 
I personally would keep eight. I wouldn't keep Matt Pryor on the roster. Um, but I feel like the Niners keep him on the roster for some odd reason. And what the interesting thing is, for me, the reason why they keep Matt Pryor uh, is we have a good offensive line coach. I think Chris Forrester is the second, one of the, the top five. I think he's a top five offensive line coach in the NFL. Um, the Eagles have the best offensive line coach, and that's why they continue to develop um, O-linemen. But when I'm looking at Matt Pryor, he's still only 28, six foot seven. Like, he has the traits. Can Chris Forrester? I mean, we've seen from training camp to preseason, the improvement was was drastic for Matt Pryor. Like, I saw the improvement, so I'm thinking, like, maybe Chris Forrester really is working with him, and maybe he really is getting better. And I feel like that's something the 49ers can look at. And I think that's what Kyle might see as well. But I agree. I think you got to go claim someone on the waivers or, or sign someone that gets cut. Um to add to the offensive line room. I think the offensive line room is absolutely is worrisome because if anyone on the on the starting offensive line goes down, geez, the only one, the only reserve offensive lineman that I have confidence in is Feliciano. Like, he's the only one that I have some kind of confidence in. Everyone else, I'm like, oh, geez. But I do agree with uh, Lee Ving. He's short for tackle. Hopefully, he clears the waivers. I want yeah, to keep I him, him on as the a roster. Yeah, yeah, I would treat him as a guard, too. Like, I don't, I really wouldn't see him as a um, offensive tackle due to uh, now his film says he's an offensive tackle right now. You can't. That's for true. Me, I'm a firm believer of even though I have certain tra- like size and measurables I like from my offensive lineman or certain positions, if a player is showing on, on film that he's doing well and he's beating people, I can't complain. Um, shout out to Sacktown Izzy, number one ranked defense, best running back in an offense with the most – pre-snap motion um yeah absolutely we're going straight to defense right now um do you want let's go linebackers first because i think linebackers is an easier room i think i'm, I'm keeping five um, how many are you keeping on the roster i actually have six in this room um so it's interesting i have done a little bit of changing in this room and i have an interesting name and an interesting cut i'll go um first uh, so obviously fred warner makes it for me Dre Greenlaw makes it for me. I do believe Oren Burks makes it for me. Um, and so I think that those three are in uh, because I think Oren Burks, his special teams capability, as well as probably the projected strong side linebacker uh, in those sub packages, I think he'll be there. And then when you talk about other players, I think both rookies actually make it. I think that's probably the one discrepancy we have. I have both rookies making it. I think that they're talented enough, and I don't think you want to afford losing one to waivers because the 49ers and their linebackers have been claimed a lot in the past. So that's the one thing that I'll do. My final guy is not Marcelino McCrary Ball, who I thought did not have a great preseason and an end of camp. Uh, It's actually Demetrius Flanagan Fouls. I thought Demetrius Flanagan Fouls looked good. And then I went back and finally looked at all the contracts. He's got a $1.25 million dead cap hit. I don't think the 49ers incur that. Instead, Marcelino McCrary Ball, he's the guy who ends up making, uh, you know, uh, he's the guy who ends up making the practice squad this year. And after another year of seasoning on the practice squad, he ends up being a guy in 2024. So actually, the discrepancy is actually Demetrius Flanagan Fells, actually. I actually don't. What I would do personally, and this is, Again, this is me and Rohan creating our own 53-man roster and predicting. Um, I would keep Warner, Greenlaw, Burks, Graham, and Winters. I would try to trade Demetrius Lonegan Fells. Um, now, reason why I would do that is I truly believe Graham and Winters could could do what Demetrius Lonegan Fells does on special teams. 
as linebackers, I think Graham and Winters are better linebackers than, than uh, Demetrius Flanagan Fells. Um, so for me, I think both of those rookies make the roster. I think the 49ers drafted them for a reason. They drafted them for special teams, cheap contracts, and you could go ahead and develop develop them with behind uh, Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner. Um, and also, with, with when you have Oren Brooks on the roster uh, with such a good special teamer, um, I think you're able to get rid of Demetrius Lonigan Fowles, and I would try to trade him. Um, there's too many line, too many teams in need of linebackers where I think you could trade uh, Demetrius Lonigan Fowles. Um, Zach, I'm actually going to push back on this comment you have right here because everyone was saying that about uh, Jason Poe too. Oh, size doesn't matter. It's all about heart. Size doesn't matter. And I said the same exact thing about Jason Poe as I did um, with Il Manning. At the end of the day, your heart, and it sucks for me saying this, and I hate saying this, end of the day, your heart and, and your motivation can only take you so far, um, unfortunately, because you're going up against much more athletic guys, um, stronger guys. And unfortunately, we heard Chris Forrester say it. Unfor unfortunately, Jason Poe's too short. His arm length is too small. Um, so unfortunately, yes, but no. Um, so I, those are the five linebackers I keep. I actually would try to trade Demetrius Lonigan Fowles, uh, but I wouldn't mind eating that dead cat, one million. I, I wouldn't mind because you're, you got, uh, Jalen Graham and, uh, D winners who their contracts are so cheap. You could, you could eat that one million. Um, so for me, that's what I would do. Now the defensive line, um, before we go to cornerback and safety, I have 11 making the roster. Wow. Okay. So we'll, I want to hear yours first. I have eight. So this is a lot different. I, I, I went a lot different of a, uh, an approach this year, defensive line. What do you think? So remember I said, I have one roster spot to play with, right? Like if, if I'm not going to have Nick Bosa on my initial 53 man roster due to, and a shout out to everyone who is, is coming in and joining. So before the show, I, I did explain that with, Nick Bosa not being extended yet. The 49ers are most likely to put him on what is called a reserve, did not report list. Um, and it allows him to not count against the 53-man roster. and allows you to sneak someone else onto your roster, place them on IR, or kind of maneuver things around. So what I'm going to do is I got Armstead, Hargrave, Jackson, Farrell, Kinlaw as locks. Actually, I would include Austin Bryant as a lock as well. So that's six players that are locks on the on the defensive line for me. Now, taking a look at it, I think. Um, so I, I so one two I gotta do as I go three four five and then I think Ken lost the six. So again, as the six that are locks: Armstead, Hargrave, Jackson, Farrell, Kinlaw, and Bryant as locks. Now I think Kalia Davis becomes a lock, and the reason I think he is a lock. Last year, I was really high on him uh, during the draft and after we drafted him. I knew he was injured, but I really liked the ability of him as a run defender, and I think he provides a little bit more as a pass rusher than people actually think. So I think he becomes a lock because when you look at the 49ers defensive line room, it's a bunch of uh, interior pass rushers. You don't have anyone that could eat up space inside, and I think Kalia Davis does that for you. Now, health is the issue with him. But I think he becomes a lot, and you can stash him on the IR if he is still not fully ready to go. So that's why I think he is a lot. Now, I would move down the list, 
to Robert Beal. You just drafted him this year. He has um, the traits um, that everyone is looking for in a edge rusher. He gets claimed immediately on the waivers. I think immediately Robert Beal, a team sees him and says, a guy that runs a four, what does he run a four, th- uh, five, um, 40. Um, his get off is insane. He's uh, six foot five. His arm uh, length is 35 inches, I believe. Immediately gets claimed on the waivers by a team who isn't that good. So I think he becomes a lot. Like, to me, I'm going off of potential as well as what the 49ers could do. Robert Bill is also injured at the moment. He's another stash candidate after making the uh, the the team. The reason why I have him making the initial 53, I think he could provide something during the season. I think he's a guy who could give you a little bit of pass rush, a speed opposite of Nick Bosa. Then, this is where it gets tricky for me. Hyder is a guy who has a little bit of versatility inside and out. I think the Niners keep him inside um, this season. You got Ty McGill. You got uh, Marlon Davidson. You got Kevin Givens that I haven't named yet. Uh, am I missing anyone? Nah, that's your guys, yeah. You got probably like, I think, 15 maybe in the room. So, yeah. So, I have been saying this since last season. Okay. Kevin Givens is not as good as people think. He's a good pass rusher. He can get after the quarterback. Absolutely can. But when you have guys like Kalia Davis, Farrell, Bryant, who could play inside as well, for me, I think Kevin Givens becomes a player where you could trade. Teams need interior pass rushers. It's it's harder it's harder to find an interior pass rusher than it is a run stuffer, in my opinion, because now the NFL has gone smaller, athletic, where offenses right away, as soon as they saw defenses go small and athletic, said, "Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna start running the ball more." So I would try to trade Kevin Givens. Um, I think he's a terrible run defender. Um, I would try to and I would keep over him. Davidson, Marlon Davidson, a former second-round pick, had a good um, training camp, had a good preseason. He's shown me enough to make the roster. I would keep him over um, Kevin Givens. And then, out of Hyder and McGill, I think the one who has a, a, a better chance to make the roster is Ty McGill. Better in, against the run, but he could also get after the quarterback. He showed that last season. He showed that during the preseason. And I think what he provided for the 49ers down the stretch last season – was too important to get rid of. I think Ty McGill makes the roster. And as my 11th guy, I think I keep uh, Kerry Hyder on the roster um, due to the fact that I think one of those guys gets stashed, uh, possibly two of them. But I also mm-hmm. think if the 49ers decide to go 10, Kerry Hyder is the last guy in my room. I wouldn't mind cutting ways with him. I think he has. I don't think he showed enough throughout training camp or the preseason. Uh, he didn't really play great. So for me, what I would personally do, is I keep him in the room, but he's the guy that's the end of the roster for me. He is the bubble, bubble, bubble on the 49ers roster. I have 11 making it, but I think the 49ers go 10, and they get rid of Kerry Hyder. And the reason okay. why I'm going to do that, and this is me, I actually was initially going to keep 11. 10 including Bosa or with, uh, not including Bosa? Not a Bosa, Bosa is not included because I think one of those guys goes to the IR. Um, yeah. Once the, the, the 53 man is... Um, and uh, announce and everything like that. And this is me taking Hyder off my list right now in the in the moment 
uh, because I want to eventually just add someone to my cornerback room that I think the 49ers should actually probably keep. Now, I'm going in a different direction, and honestly, I think this is the position to me that has a lot of roster politics. For me, <laughs> with, <laughs> with defensive line, the way I look at it is, truly, it's not it's not who's the most talented, who who do I believe can project. To me, this position is more so, one, who can, who can contribute this year, and two, who can I stash on this practice squad? Because we're going to be calling up a lot of guys, and a lot of guys are going to be playing at certain times. So... Starting off, Ark Armstead, Javon Hargrave. Those two are in. Nick Bosa is not. I don't think he signs before the reserve do not report list. Um, you know, uh, on Tuesday, I, I think he remains on the reserve do not report uh, did not report list, which means he does not occupy a 53 man roster spot because I don't think that contract extension gets done tomorrow. And so you start with Ar- Armstead, Javon Hargrave. That's first two. Then I got Drake Jackson and Cleveland Farrell. Those are my fir- uh, those are my four locks. You go on to the backups. Now, I've starting it off with the defensive tackle position. I do have Kevin Gibbons on here because I value the pass rushing, and I think it's him and Kinlaw. I think Kinlaw is your run stopper in, in this backup unit. Kevin Gibbons, I think they value the pass rushing uh, that he provides, although the point about his run defense is taken. He is not a good run defender, which is why he's a third-down specialist. So I think those two make it. The uh, defensive end-wise, it's Austin Bryant. I think he makes it, and I only have three defensive ends on my eight uh, on my eight-man roster or eight-man defensive line um, on the fifty-three-man roster. Nick Bosa would be the fourth once he returns, but I only have three because my final guys are Cleveland. Uh, sorry, uh, my final guy is Ty McGill. I think he makes it over Kerry Hyder. And so to recap, you've got. Ark Armstead, Javon Hargrave, that's 1-2. Drake Jackson, Cleveland Farrell, that's 3-4. Um, you've got Austin Bryan in there, Kevin Givens, Javon Kinlaw, and then T.Y. McGill. My reasoning behind it, Robert Beal, I do think that with the fact that he hasn't played at all this preseason and the fact that, well, he was a fifth-round pick, I think you can try and stash him on the practice squad. The traits are certainly there, but I think that that's a guy with the way that he hasn't played that much at all. I think you can try and stash him on the practice squad. Kalia Davis, same thing. Last year, there was more intrigue on him because, I mean, he had a torn ACL, but he could have been a third-round pick. This year, he's still hurt. He hasn't played much. I think you could stash him on the practice squad. Kerry Hyder, he is a, a veteran that I think immediately goes to the practice squad, and I think that those are your three practice squad defensive linemen this year. Um, 49ers have usually carried three. I think that that's the three that they go. Alex Barrett also could be in the mix um, there. So you might you might go four with the extended 16-man practice squad instead of the 13-man mm-hmm. practice squad. You can go four. I really don't think that this group is as deep as people realize, and I think the 49ers shouldn't spend more. Uh, you know, I don't think the 49ers should spend more at this position just to get more players on because in the past they've done it. I think this group is a little less talented, and I prefer – when we get to it, going with more players at corner or going with more players at receiver rather than taking an extra 2-3. Again, I don't know exactly what the 49ers are going to do because they tend to carry more defensive linemen, hence Marco's projection of 11. Personally, I don't think they should do that. Although the one oh, no, I have thing, 10. I have 10. I have 10. 10, sorry, 10. Although the one thing, the one thing that truly could alter things, because I did say this is a group fully debated around roster politics for me, is the stashing. Do the 49ers believe that they want to stash some of these guys? Robert Beal, Kalia Davis could be two of those guys. Put them on IR, bring them on the 53, because that's the way where you can maneuver it, right? Uh, Perhaps a Brandon Allen, you don't want to put them on the initial roster. 
put a Kalia Davis on there, put him on IR, and then maybe put Brandon Allen after. You know, some of these guys that you believe can cut, be cut, bring uh, brought back to waivers, and then bring them back. You could do that. Personally, though, this is the eight that I'm going with. So yeah, and and yeah, I could I could I don't see the Niners keeping eight, and the reason is because of and the reason why I kind of got uh, them keeping um, eleven is I felt like it would be great to stash Robert Beal and Clea Davis on the IR immediately. And the reason is, is because the way the 49ers roster works for offense, for defense alignment is they go through them a lot. Uh, we last couple of years, we've seen them keep nine, um, 10, one year. Um, but the reason is, is I don't trust Javon Kinlaw's health. I think he's going to make the roster. I don't think they trade him as um, Zach's question was. I don't think they trade him, but I also don't trust his health. And the reason, that's the reason why I keep Kalia Davis on the roster and then I sash him on the IR because if as long as Kalia Davis can get a little bit of healthy, um, I think you could keep him on the roster. Now, Robert Beal is a guy that I don't think – I think immediately he would get claimed. I think teams would put a, a waiver claim in for him. Um, so that's why I keep the, the 10 – because I would probably stash two of them on the IR immediately, Kalia Davis and Robert Beal. Now, it gives Robert Beal a redshirt year if you decide to redshirt him. Uh, and it allows the 49ers to uh, bring him onto the roster. They think he's capable of providing something. And then the moment Nick Bosa signed, you have nine players on your defensive line, which they normally roll with. And someone will be on the practice squad, and they probably elevate that guy um, for the most part. Now, corners, quick. Well, we'll do a quick rundown. For corners, so I got the five, uh, six corners. I got, um, I have Samuel Womack, uh, Samuel Womack. I got Denomino uh, Lenore, Tarverius Ward, Ambry Thomas. Um, uh, um, you're Oliver, gonna have Isaiah Oliver, yeah, and then I have Deshaun Jameson making the roster. Exact six for me. I think the 49ers should carry six corners on this uh, on this group. Personally. Here's what I do personally, and this is not a this is not a popular opinion. I would cut Isaiah Oliver. I don't think I think that personally, if Isaiah Oliver is not a starter on this team, he has no value being on this team. I don't think that you know uh, when you talk about the veteran and the depth. I think it would be you, you'd be more inclined to pick up Contra, Contra's Knight and have him on your 53 man roster this year. However, roster politics wise, the 49ers I don't believe are going to cut a guy who they are going to pay 2.9 million dollars in guaranteed money this year. That's why Knight goes to the practice squad and becomes a 53-man candidate next year. However, my personal opinion, I don't think that Isaiah Oliver is that good. And I also don't think that he's worth a 53-man spot if he is a veteran. Like, if he's a veteran in his role and going to be a backup. He lost his starting job, but the 49ers seems like they're going to keep him on the roster have a dual nickel kind of role. He goes up against the bigger guys. Lenore goes up against the guys in coverage kind of. Um, and I think that that's kind of what they'll do, which is, you know, good because it seems like some of the other guys on the outside are developing. I don't think Oliver gets traded either. Um, personally, I don't think there's going to be value for Oliver either. Um, but uh, he, that could be an interesting idea. But I have six going on the 53 for now. Yeah, I don't think Oliver gets traded. Um, I think they keep him on the roster. I think the Niners are one of those teams that when they sign someone, they have a, a vision for them. They keep them on the roster no matter what, even if they had a bad training camp or um, preseason. Safety, I got Huff, Odom, Gibson, and Jair Brown. Uh, I think that was an easy room for, for me to put together. 
me too. I think uh, Taylor Hawkins made it easy with his injury. I think you now just put him on season-ending IR. Really um, sad for him because I thought he had a shot at making a 53-man roster. Good news, 49ers will likely keep him on the 53 next year, uh, an ascending player at safety who they like. I mean, Steve Wilkes raved about him throughout the year, so good to hear. And, uh, yeah, those are my four, really. Um, I think it's pretty straightforward there as well. I could see the Niners also doing the, what they did with Deont- uh, uh, Dante Johnson, where they cut a player, bring him back. Um, I could see Odom being that guy, keeping Taylor Hawkins on the initial initial 53-man roster, um, putting him on IR, uh, allowing the hand in- hand to get surgery, recover, probably takes, what, six weeks for the hand to recover, maybe eight, um, just in case someone does go down, because Huff's injury is kind of worrisome. Um, that is a worrisome the- injury. The issue with that is the the contract with George Odom. Well, one, it's a three year deal, and two, when you look at George Odom and his uh, what do you call it? When you look at George Odom and his contract, I believe the dead cap hit is fairly high this year overall. I think um, when you when you think about it, I think it's around one point six million dollars. Um, That's at two point six. So yeah, you're right. Two, you're sorry, right. Yeah, two point six. Not 1.6, 2.6 million dollars because the 49ers backloaded this deal with two void years. So the early portions of this, they don't cut him. The other part I think is also they want the flexibility of having the option of keeping him for that third year if he breaks out this year. And so I don't think he's a cut candidate, but I do think that there are players at other positions that you could consider doing this with if you believe Hawkins can come back and be a contributing factor this year. Yeah, the reason why I say it is because of Hufanga's knee injury at the moment. It is a little worrisome, uh, especially hearing some of the doctors talk about it. Uh, special teams, um, they don't have a kicker. Spe- uh, but they're going to have a kicker on the 53. So they got Wisnowski. That's a that's a lock. Um, I would probably cut Tabor Pepper just because Zach says he's going to riot. So have him go riot, um, argue with the wall. Um, no, I, obviously, Tabor Pepper makes the roster. Uh, Wisnowski makes the roster. And then Jake Moody makes the roster just because they drafted him in the third round and they don't want to be wrong. So what they'll do is they'll put him on the IR right away, um, ends his uh, four weeks, um, and then what you do, you sign someone for four weeks, um, and then you move on from there. Um, I I doubt um, the 49ers don't sign someone because it does sound like that Moody injury is week to week. Let him fully heal before he kicks a regular season kick. Because if he kicks a field goal in the regular season and he misses because of his injury, the fan base is going to cook him. Do not do that to the young guy. Yeah, I think that there are two options here. Moody is automatically making the 53-man roster. First option, you put him on IR if you believe the injury is serious or if you want to give him a chance to reset. Two, if you don't believe the injury is serious and you're confident in him, don't put him on IR. You got a kicker, sign him for uh, sign him. Essentially, he's a two week guy. You call him up on the practice squad for two or three weeks, and then you have Moody start kicking from week three or week four onwards. Personally, I think that you got. I think you should put him on IR. Whoever you end up signing, here's what I think the 49ers should do. Overall, I think the 49ers should um, test that kicker out. If that kicker is playing well, you don't you you don't bring Moody back. You know, um, if that kicker is uh, you know if that kicker is doing well, you leave Moody. Um, he, he kind of, uh, he's doing his own thing. He, he remains rehabbing. He kind of gets his mind right. If he doesn't do well, you cut him, you play Moody because of obviously the traffic. I got a question for you. Would you cut Mitch Wisnowski looking at his cap number, dead cap? It's 550,000 this year. 
but then you eat 1.6 next year and you save 1.2. He's not that great of a punter, and there's a couple punters I've gotten waived that are pretty uh, They probably keep them, but it's just a question that i got to throw out there for you. Are you saying for this year or for next year? I know you pointed out 24. For this year, for this year. So I think his so cap numbers year, are pretty hard, right? Like you, you probably so waste you cut 2.2 him, maybe? Yeah, go ahead. No, so this year, this year if you cut him now – it's only a five hundred fifty thousand because it's post. Uh, oh, because of the post June first, and then mm. and then uh, it would be one point six next year, but you're saving one point two this year. Okay. Um, personally, I would keep him. Uh, the true evaluation would be next year. You figure out if Wisnowski really isn't that great this year, you move on from him, and then you keep him next year. Because I know Pat O'Connell. Oh, you cut him next year if you need to. Yeah. Pat O'Connell just got released, so that's a good uh, a guy that you could think you could talk about. Matt Areza is still out there. Um, now I don't I don't know if people would bring him in due to the fact that he had that sexual allegations or whatever that he had. Um, but that's our fifty three man roster. Um, I know Rohan got to go. Um, if you guys have any questions, you guys could drop them in the chat. Um, I'll I'll keep going for a few minutes to answer any questions. Um. But Rohan, appreciate you for coming on, man. Um, make sure you guys subscribe to Rohan's channel. Any last uh, comments, questions, concerns, Rohan? Nah, I mean, remember the human aspect for tomorrow? I mean, it's a huge day in the NFL, so make sure that, you know, there's there's two sides to this story. It's the organization side. It's also the player side. One of the more brutal days in the NFL. But you're going to make sure you're going to have our coverage here. We're going to be, uh, you know, on top of it. Make sure you check out our Twitter and our YouTube channels for the breakdown post 53-man roster. I'm sure we're going to have some interesting thoughts. But, Marco, I appreciate you. Guys, we'll catch you guys. I'll catch you at another time. See you guys later. Absolutely. So, Rohan is gone. Let me go ahead and take this layover um, off. Again, Cut Gene Sports in the house uh, if you're on Rohan's channel. Um, I know you're, you haven't seen me quite often. But go ahead and ask, uh, ask me a question. Um, I'm going to go for about five more minutes real quick. Um, I got a non-related question for Marco. But that can wait until later. You can ask me now. It's it's a non-related question. You ask me now. Um, greedy Greedy Williams got cut too. That's interesting. It is interesting because he has a talent. Um, so I, I'm curious on why he's being cut. I wonder. Um, I know people did say like he had like issues and stuff like that. I don't know. Um, that's an intriguing player, especially if you get him on your practice squad, um, or if you feel like he's better than one of your back end of the roster guys. Like if you think he's better than. Jameson William, uh, uh, Deshaun Jameson, then you can bring in um, Greedy Williams. Uh, so I think the 49ers are in a position tomorrow where just because it's their initial 53-man roster, do not think every player will be on their roster past tomorrow. Um, the reason is is because there might be some surprise cut candidates from other teams that uh, the team feels um, they have a better opportunity to um, make their uh, make their roster better, um, so they could stash someone on the IR, cut someone, bring them on. I expect the 49ers to be big players on um, offensive linemen. Um, I think they should be players on tight ends that get cut for their fourth tight end or the third tight end. Um, the 49ers roster on the offensive line is their biggest weak point, and that is the reason why they didn't win the NFC Championship because their offensive line. Um, wasn't that great now zach get out of here with your when when are you going to be ready to take an l on madden i don't even have my playstation set up my man um i, I just moved to a new spot 
my PlayStation's not set up, my PS5's not set up yet. Um, but last time I recall, um, that was like my first time playing Madden um, on a on a PlayStation. Um, I haven't played in a while, but if you're trying to play, I will play you to give you an L. Um, and you can let everyone know when I do give you an L, um, so you can stop talking about it. I'm not getting it on PC either. Uh, do you think Winston and Tim Martin make the practice squad? Um, yeah, I, I do. I think Winstead is a, Isaiah Winstead is a guy who six foot four, um, two fifteen around. Um, I think he's a good route runner. I think you uh, bring him onto your practice squad. Um, I think Tay Martin might get claimed. Um, is a good enough receiver for other teams to play him. Um, I'm excited to see that. Um, now Tay Martin is a guy who reminds me of Kendrick Bourne, so I want him to make the practice squad because I think he could be a contributor. Um, whether it's this year due to injuries or next year. So I want Tim Martin to make the roster. Yes, there's a couple out there that may be a nice pickup for O-line. There's a couple of guys that already been um, cut from the offensive line, uh, offensive line across the NFL that I think um, the 49ers should look into, um, especially off in the tackle. I think that's their biggest weak link at the moment. Swing tackle is their biggest issue. Um, I'm not too concerned about the left tackle. I think Trent stays healthy. I think... Um, Trent is the best offensive tackle in the NFL, so I'm not too worried about that at the moment. Um, but swing tackle definitely is a concern. Um, if there isn't any last questions, um, I'm going to leave this with you guys. Like Rohan did say, tomorrow is a rough day for a lot of players in the NFL. They get cut. They probably have to go find a practice squad. They may be training for the XFL, um, the USFL. Um, but a lot of players will get cut. Um, I probably will do a post-initial 53-man roster tomorrow. So you guys could tune into that. Um, later in the week, um, on Friday, um, I will be going live with Josh Harper, um, former NFL player, played for the Las Vegas Raiders, um, Fresno State legend. So if you like, if you like to hear that, uh, make sure you guys subscribe to the channel. Um, for did Alex Leather Leatherwood get cut? If he if he got I don't I don't I don't know if he got cut or not. I haven't um, paid attention to um, him at least. Um, but I would absolutely bring him in to work uh, to work out. I think he's better than uh, a couple of the other guys they have on the roster. So I would definitely look into it. Um, I think he's a capable player in the of the in the NFL. So that's something I would do. But that's it for it. Um, Shout out to everyone. Thank you, Zach. I appreciate appreciate you, my man. Um, make sure you guys are subscribed to Clutch Gym Sports. Um, again, I appreciate every single one of you guys. If you're on Rohan's channel, come over, hit the subscribe button on Clutch Gym Sports. I'm trying to get to five uh, 500 subscribers um, so we can get some super chats in the building. Um, you guys could all start putting super chats in, the, in there, start supporting me. Um, really, really appreciate it. Um, Again, thank you guys for tuning in. Have a blessed night. See you guys tomorrow on 53-Man Roster Cuts. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, 
you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.